Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Are you or your team performing all possible vendor validations? Do you know which documents have the key data you need to confirm that the vendor you are about to create or update is real? Be sure by downloading the vendor validation reference list. It also has links to all the resources listed. Download at www dot Deborah D E B R A R Richardson R I C H A R D S O N dot com. Do you find that when you work remotely, processing accounts payable vendor requests take longer and are harder to complete than when you're in the office? Let's take a look at vendor self-registration portals today and see how they can help you and your team work better remotely. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 76, Working Remotely, How Vendor Self-Registration Portals Can Help. As of the recording date of this podcast, the COVID-19 pandemic has caused many employers to close offices in order to comply with the social distancing requirement. Many employees were sent home, you're probably among them, laptops or even desktops in hand to process vendor ads and existing vendor changes. So my question is for those accounts payable teams or AP teams that are not yet fully automated in vendor setup and maintenance, will they come back to the office with a renewed focus on automation so they are prepared to work remotely for any reason in the future? And to help with that new focus on automation, let's look at two areas where vendor self-registration portals can help. So the first one is reduction of fraud. And I have to say that as more employees started working from home, you started to see, and I know you've seen them as well, I've posted, retweeted um, quite a few reports in the news where phishing scams have increased, BEC scams have increased, and cyber criminals are really taking advantage of the fact that this, in some cases, um, abruptly happened where employees work from home, IT teams are strained, uh, employees are strained. You may be strained. And so they're taking advantage of all these social engineering uh, scams that are just tugging on our emotions that are just probably taxed right now. 
So the reduction of fraud is really critical. And today, if you do not have a vendor self-registration portal, you are probably receiving the required documents to set up a new vendor or change an existing vendor, either by email, fax, or a hard copy. These documents can be delivered directly from the vendor, a sourcing or procurement contact, or an internal employee that has a relationship with the vendor. So here's how a vendor self-registration portal can reduce fraud. Now, the first way is authentication of the method and the source of the required documents. So a vendor self-registration portal can require the vendor to log in with a username and password and it can also you know depending on the portal uh, it may have a feature to require a multi-factor authentication at all logins and under certain conditions so this login process ensures that your vendor is providing you the documentation and not a cyber criminal sending a fake document via email asking for banking to be changed um, and because because the vendor is submitting the document through the portal, this keeps your vendor documents that can contain sensitive information such as the vendor's um, banking information or if the vendor is an individual, their social security number. So it keeps that from printers, from fax machines, or your desk where non-vendor team employees, and if you're working from home, family members or roommates, so it keeps it out of, out of their way and out of their sight. They can't see that. Now, there is also no need to find a solution to receive hard copy documents if you are working remotely. Now, the second way that it reduces fraud is with document storage. So once the vendor is logged in and they have uploaded or completed an interactive version of the required document, some of the um, vendor self-registration portals have interactive forms for like the W-9 or the W-8 or may allow you to do custom forms. In any event, once that um, form is uploaded or completed within the portal the document is then stored within the tool so if it's an available feature you can decide if you want to have that document flow to your accounting system or ERP as well now you may find once you have the vendor self-registration portal that you no longer want the vendor document stored in your accounting system or ERP especially if there is no way to control who has access to those documents once you store them in your accounting system or ERP. It depends on the system. Some can have um, system settings or security settings that do not allow, um, uh, that can restrict who has access to view the documents and some accounting system or ERPs do not. So there may be an opportunity there to reduce some risk that you already have even when you're working in the office. There is also no need to find a solution to print or receive faxes or to store hard copy documents until you get back to the office if you're working remotely. 
and I've heard reports where people were buying printers and even, oh, I forgot what company it was, but I just read that today where one company was giving their employees $250 each to buy what they needed to set up their home offices. And who knows, for some, that could have been a printer because they are receiving hard copies to process vendor requests. Now that was the reduction of fraud. So let's look at the second area and I call it vendor setup and maintenance, reducing the volume. So now that you have the required documents, the vendor now needs to be set up or if they are an existing vendor needs to be updated. Those that do not have a vendor self-registration portal are performing, well hopefully performing, validations manually for both new and existing vendors as well as verifying or obtaining approval to process the request and then updating that information in the accounting system or ERP. Now, there may always be exceptions where the AP vendor team will need to get involved, but here are three features that can reduce the volume of requests or the number of steps that need to be taken. The first one is validations. So vendor self-registration portals can vary in the validations that are available. At the very minimum, the portal should validate the IR with the IRS, the legal name and tax ID combination for US vendors and also validate value added tax or VAT number for non-US vendors where applicable. Now, all vendors should be checked against OFAC watch list. And this saves time for you because you're not having to go to different websites, remember logins while you're working remotely. And also there is no need to risk revealing that sensitive information that is needed for the validations if you're working remotely. Okay, so the second one is approval. So workflows can be built into vendor portals if you currently require approval for your vendor requests. The workflows also can be conditional based on the type of vendor or other factors if you don't require approval for all vendors. Now, when I've implemented vendor a vendor portal in the past, and one of them was for our tax team. So if we had a vendor that was a foreign vendor, um, we were a US company and they had a W-8, we had a workflow for that vendor profile or registration to go to our tax department that dealt with foreign vendors. So they would take a look at it, they would identify if they were eligible for any treaties, um, and then they would also identify the applicable tax codes that we needed to key into the ERP so that when we got ready to send 1042s, all that 
that piece was done. So they did all of that at vendor setup. And then if the vendor had any changes, they would also, um, those requests would also route to the tax team as well. And then I'm trying to think if there is another, um, what other workflow? Yeah, we had another uh, stakeholder group that had quite a few, a large number of vendors and they needed to approve them for some reason. I can't remember now, um, but it was some valid reason because we really discouraged uh, any complex workflows because all that does is slow the whole process down. So if the approvals were not specifically required, we didn't build it in. But for some reason, we did build that workflow in. But the less workflows or approvals, the better, because now you don't have to have um, the vendor self-registration portal provider um, maintain that workflow for you. And you have less time from the time the supplier submits a registration to getting that set up in your ERP because you have a less approval stops. Okay, so the third and last one is integration. So once the vendor request is submitted by the vendor and approved if required, that vendor information can flow directly into your accounting system or ERP. So there's no keying, there's little risk of error since there's no human factor in between that uh, portal and your accounting system or ERP. And yes, there will always be exceptions that the AP vendor team will need to review and maybe process, but you can now have less folks or less team members working on these requests and you can now have them working on more value added tests doing data analytics looking at your vendor master file cleaning up your vendor master file all of which can be done if you are working remotely so i would love to know how your AP vendor team is handling vendor add and change requests as we all work remotely and I also want to let you know to tune in next week, episode 77, where I will have a guest and we will talk about AP automation and social distancing for invoice processing. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 76th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. 